0: Welcome to today's episode of Between Means and Beans. My name is Nina, and I'm joined by my best friend, partner, and baby daddy, Dayan.
1: And together, we're a couple of 20-something-year-olds just trying to navigate this whole first-time parenting thing.
0: So we're laying it all out there and talking about all the things you wish your parents told you about love, sex, and happiness.
1: Welcome back. I hope everyone is staying safe out there with the uh, social distancing, which made us think this is the perfect time to think about which friends you should keep.
0: (laughs) such a smooth integration <laughs> but yeah we're gonna be talking all about toxic friendships friendship breakups i feel like this topic isn't super talked about a whole lot like i think people talk about obviously romantic relationships and maybe being in a toxic romantic relationship but i feel like everybody has you know friends and <laughs> everyone's kind of experienced behaviors in their friends where you're like ooh, did i like that is that okay is that normal
1: and if you don't have friends, that's fine as well. <laughs>
0: These, this will tell you the people to avoid when you're out there making friends. <laughs> exactly.
1: All right, should we go through some, uh, I guess, some articles that we have here?
0: So, yeah, I mean, I just did a really quick Google search and I looked up signs that you're in a toxic friendship. And so I just found a woman's health article. It's titled 13 Signs You're in a Toxic Friendship and how to get the fuck out. (laughs) I mean, when I asked people on my Instagram for any questions that they had about this topic, a lot of them were about what are the warning signs? How do I know that I'm in a toxic relationship or friendship? And actually like some of them were, how do I know if I'm the toxic friend? Which is a very interesting one because you need to be able to hold yourself accountable if you're gonna gonna hold your friends accountable. So we're just gonna do like a quick little rundown of a couple of different signs and then just anything that we have to share because obviously we we've we've been through some things we've had some friendship fallouts and
1: definitely the
0: first one is you're giving more than you're getting and i think this is a huge one the thing is also toxic friendship just sounds so negative and so like heavy you know like there's so many connotations that come with it but there are people, in my experience, that can be toxic, but also can be great in a lot of other ways. It doesn't make them a bad person. It doesn't, like, it doesn't fully define who they are. It might just be your relationship to them. Their other friendships with other people might be very, very different, and I think I can call myself out and say that I've definitely done some behaviors that maybe would have classified me as toxic, but does that make me a bad person? No, but does that maybe mean that me and this person shouldn't be friends? Probably.
1: Yeah, it's just how you click with that certain person. And it doesn't mean you're a bad person. You're still good for somebody else.
0: Yeah. So I think like that's the first thing that I kind of want to put out there that I mean, if somebody were to call me out and be like, you're being toxic, I would feel very triggered by that. But it's, like it doesn't fully define you as a person it just might be that your behaviors are not aligning with what they want or what they need and so just
1: means that you guys just aren't working out yeah that (laughs) you need to reevaluate yeah Yeah.
0: it's not it's not a one-size-fits-all everyone can be friends like everyone has different behaviors and needs and wants and like ways to be communicated with and so i think just being aware of what you need is going to help you figure out if it's time to walk away so Mm -hmm. yeah the first one you're giving more than you're getting i mean this is like a really clear indicator of your needs not being met or their needs not being met because in a situation like this like you might be the friend that's always there for them always supporting them and encouraging them and they're really doing nothing for you like mm-hmm. they're just they're not showing up the way that you're showing up for them and i think it's it's pretty clear to see when that's happening i've definitely had friends like that before where i just felt like I'm always there for them I'm always there to like be a shoulder to cry on and support them and like, hey, are you good? You okay? And I think this happened a lot more for me when I was younger like when I was in middle school and high school and I wasn't very aware of okay This might be toxic behavior because at that point you're so young that you think that's just what friendship is And you know, like maybe this person is just kind of mean or maybe they don't like you that much or whatever But you don't think like it has something to do with your dynamic I think if anything I used to blame myself more when this would happen because it's like, what am I doing that's like not good enough for Mm -hmm. them? But it might just be that for whatever reason, they can't show up for you. And I've definitely had a friendship when I was in college where she needed a lot from me and I really just felt like I wasn't able to give that to her. And I didn't know why. Like, I could give to my other friends and I could give them my time. And I would text them back in a timely manner. I would hang out with them. And I just felt like with this person, I it's almost as if I couldn't justify it. And I don't know if it's because subconsciously I knew that she wasn't going to give me the same thing back. That and so then, need, yeah. yeah, that I would need. And so then I was like, well, I don't want to kind of waste my time doing that for this person. But for whatever reason, whenever she wanted to hang out or she wanted... like facetime or whatever i just like i didn't feel excited about it
1: so yeah like even even the little things like goes a long way so like even just having friends that like when we throw our cereal poppers for instance like having the friends that really came through like that was like a big sign and you don't even think about it but like if they throw an event if they do anything like i'm there like if they're throwing a little party at their house or whatever it may be like i'm there no matter what and that's when you know it's like a good A good balanced relationship in regards Mm -hmm. to like giving back and also just like being there for someone when they need it Yeah, I mean you'll be able
0: to know like a lot of friendships that I had where you're friends when it's great And when it's happy and when you're getting drunk and it's fun And then the moment that shit hits the fan and you're sad and you need somebody and it's not fun anymore Like the people that stick around that's when you know like that's a real good friend I mean, yeah, it's easy to party with somebody It's easy to be friends when everything is happy and rosy and great But like who's actually there?
1: Yeah, if you have to force them, that's already a sign that like either that person is not interested or it's just the certain things aren't being reciprocated the way they should.
0: Yeah, I feel like this is a really easy one to kind of pinpoint in a romantic relationship. Like I think you hear that a lot like, oh, well, I just feel like I'm giving, I'm giving, I'm giving and they give me nothing in return. Like I'm always fighting for it. If you really just apply that to a friendship, like I think sometimes in friendships we just make excuses for people, which is another sign that you might be <laughs> in a toxic friendship. But I think we just are so used to making excuses. Like, oh, they're just like that, or it's fine, like that's just who they are. When like you have to constantly explain yeah, it. Yeah, when you constantly that? have to explain it away. And I think that for me, I don't I don't know if this is just me, but for me in a romantic relationship it's a lot easier for me to pinpoint and be like this is not okay but in a friendship that line weirdly gets blurred i don't know if it's just because we tend to have more friends and so you kind of have friends that fulfill different things and you know if this person isn't really gonna be there for me when i need them but like they're fun to hang out with like whatever then maybe i'll still keep them around but i think as you get older too you kind of realize like hey if you're not actually like a true friend like what is your purpose of being here
1: and we're talking about like core core friends Yeah. yeah well
0: because that's the thing too like art our circle of friends has changed so much just in the last two years that we've been together. But if you think all the way back to like when I was in middle school to now, like the role that friendship plays in my life has changed so, so much. Like I went from, you know, in middle school having like my tight girls, it was probably all toxic, but we're all really young. So it's like you're learning at that age, you know, like you don't know what's toxic and what's not because nobody knows how to do it right.
1: What is the word for when it's like when they're your friends because of the conditions or like because of
0: oh, let's say you're in class yeah. together or like I, f- I think there might be a word there's for it, a word I can't for remember. it it's like
1: yeah. uh situational is it like
0: situational friends
1: situational i don't friendship? know let's just, so. that doesn't sound sexy <laughs> but let's just
0: go with that but yeah 100 like yeah. same as when i was in high school i only had 115 people in my graduating class so you know you got to find your core group of friends out of 115 people but it's like i had so many people that i would consider close friends when i was in high school and I definitely thought that I would stay in touch with at least eight to ten of them once I like went to college and became an adult and now I really only stay in touch with- I mean, I don't really even stay in touch with them. It's just when we're in the same city that we like link up and it's exactly the same as it was in high school and that's just my style of friendship. I don't Those are the best. i don't really like and I can't really maintain friendships where like we constantly need to be texting and facetiming like I cannot do that. I'm just not that type of person and there are people out there that are like that like if you're gonna be friends with me like you you gotta know straight up i'm not that type of person Mm -hmm. and you're gonna be sorely disappointed if you if you try to facetime me all the time because i'm just not gonna pick up but it's not because i don't love you there's no hard feelings it's just that everyone has different needs. And I just am a very low maintenance friend. And I I expect low maintenance.
1: (laughs) I feel the the friends that make it through are the ones that have that same general understanding of like, even though we haven't talked for for months, but like when we do, it's the same.
0: Yeah, exactly. And like, that's what I want. And I definitely when I went to college, kind of for the first time, I encountered friends that wanted that really tight like we're going to talk all the time and we're together all the time and really intense friendships that I had never experienced before. I I mean, I love them. Like, and I loved, you know, having that circle of friends and these were all girls and I loved having my group of girls, but then it took me a really long time to realize that that's not who I am and that's not what I want. And I was, it almost felt like for me that I was in a relationship with some of these people and i was like i didn't sign up for this like this is way too much yeah it was very exhausting for me and like that's the thing is that for them when they were in high school they had those type of relationships with their friends so it's just that like they expected different things from me and i could not deliver like i was like i can't be that person for you 24 7 and i'm so sorry if that makes me a shitty person and i think i really struggled with that like am i a really shitty friend but i just i think i just really needed to give myself space and and, like time to yeah to understand that i just needed different things
1: yeah no one's feel that like they're a shitty friend i think unless you really are being shitty and you can tell yeah i think just you sometimes you just got to come to the realization that it just it just doesn't work yeah. out i so. think like
0: there are situations where yeah like you are being shitty <laughs> and your friends are going to call you out and you need to really confront that but i think when i did get called out i was like yeah but no like i i i do still want to be friends with you and i do really care about you but i can't be there for you 24 7 the way that you need me to and i think when both parties recognize that and that's when it was like it's it's neither of our faults you know like it's just that we're not compatible in this way mm-hmm. and it's the same as if you were like i know i keep bringing it back to like romantic relationships but i really feel like there are so many parallels because you know like they're really intimate relationships that you choose and at the end of the day it's like if you are with somebody that's telling you what they need over and over again and you just are not the type of person to give them that then it's not either of your faults you know like you need to realize that you want and need different things Mm -hmm. and maybe it's time to walk away because you're just gonna no matter what you do like you're gonna be hurting each other
1: all right so that was that was the first one
0: (laughs) the next one is you no longer trust them i feel like that one's pretty pretty straightforward i feel like you have some experiences i do
1: I with this do. yeah I definitely had experiences with this one of my best friends like literally the homie like we told each other everything like we even said we we're gonna be like best man at each other's wedding like all this stuff and unfortunately we did have a falling out and it was based on like trust was the big one so we used to tell each other everything and the general assumption is that when you tell your friends things like that stays between the two of you But um, we had this whole situation. I don't want to get into too much detail, but the situation went out of hand. And and a lot of those very, very personal topics came to surface and was brought out in a way of like ammunition. Yeah, Yeah. like it was it was used as ammunition against you. So um, that's when like all trust gets lost. And you realize like that is extremely toxic. That's That's very toxic behavior.
0: Because not only are, are like is he sharing with other parties things that you told him in confidence. But But he's he's using it it against you. Against me, in front of
1: me as well, which is just...
0: That one's, like, really big. I mean, the example in the article is, for example, a toxic friend might say they'll pick you up at the airport and then back out at the last minute. Oh, my (laughs) days. No, but
1: that's the thing. There was things like that, too, though, where it's, like, very small things as well, like, where... Be like yeah let's go like we're gonna go you know play basketball or something i'm like all right cool and then you get you get ready to go and then they never come get you and then you hear an excuse maybe an hour later where it's like oh yo like my car broke down or no 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 like all this stuff but yeah. then like you know it didn't Real happen
0: Real unreliable
1: yeah or just would lie for no reason
0: your example or your lived experience is a lot more blatant toxicity
1: but i didn't see it because like that's yeah. the thing with like childhood friends you don't see you don't see like how toxic it can be because you've kind of been in it for years and you feel like, oh, like this is my, this is my brother basically, no matter what. So, you know, you kind of have these like things where like, oh, we're going to get through it no matter what, because we end up just forgetting about the arguments or the issues and just move past it. But it definitely comes to a certain point where enough is a hundred percent enough and no one should go through like half of that stuff. Yeah.
0: I mean, like, I think that's the thing is that I didn't really realize that I was in toxic friendships until I... Got to maybe college and adulthood. That's when you're starting to understand like the things that you need and want and like Making friends through that transition is hard, especially when you're growing up with somebody And like you're used to these behaviors and you're used to them being shitty But that's just your friend But then it's like you're growing up and you're realizing that you want better and it's like that's really hard to contend with Because I feel like that transition affects everybody differently. Like you might either stay on that route of toxicity and like not realizing that maybe you're harming the people around you or you might realize that you want better and it's like how do you stay friends or like how do you let go of that person
1: i've, I've experienced that a lot with like starting relationships as well so like
0: saying that they're gonna pick you up the airport and then they yeah. don't
1: or like little things like for instance like that friend that uh when we invite to like our events or like our house oh, parties yeah. or whatever and they say yeah i'll be there and then the day of the event or even
0: after (laughs) it's like an ongoing joke we're like yo should we invite him because it's just like you know for damn sure he's not gonna show up
1: but he'll tell you that he will
0: yeah and then it's like we literally had a housewarming party and he said yo like i'm gonna be at work but i'll be there later like are you guys still gonna be there like at 8 p.m and we're like yeah yeah for sure come through at 8 p.m at like 10 p.m he texts us and he's like oh like hey like sorry like i couldn't like make it whatever and it's like Okay, like, if you know that you just don't want to be somewhere, if you know that you don't want to come, like, just stop saying that you will. Like, it just makes it worse. Yeah. You know? Because it's like, we anticipate that you're going to be there. You just, I don't know, it just looks way shittier.
1: And it's (laughs) happened many times where it's like, yeah, like, if someone is genuinely busy, like, if a friend is genuinely busy and tell you, like, that they can't make it, that's not a trust issue. That's, they completely told you, like, I can't make it. And usually
0: then they're like, hey, like, let's actually, let's hang out, like, next Thursday or something.
1: But, like, when someone tells you that they can repeatedly and then actually doesn't come, like, that already, like, yeah, you can't trust this person. Yeah. You lose that trust. You're like, what is the point? So, like, it's come to a point where it is, like, an ongoing joke for us. But in reality, like, we stopped inviting yeah. this person to it's things. It's, like, it's
0: not, it wasn't dramatic. It wasn't, like, a yeah. big, like, we're cutting him out. It just was, like, okay, we're just going to stop him just inviting This is when you realize, yeah, you can't trust no this
1: person. There's no point of, like, trying to even make His plans with them. His word does not mean shit. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You dread checking your phone.
0: Yeah, I mean, this one is like pretty obvious, it's just that you're... This is like a gut feeling where you're like, Hey, I probably don't enjoy this person as much I mean, as I I mean, that's think.
1: kind of rough. That's like, I mean if you don't even want to talk to them, or like yeah. when you see your but phone and it's them, that some, like, hey. some
0: friendships are just so high stress, you know? Like I've had friends where I hang out with them and I feel so drained afterwards. Mm-hmm. Or like, I know that if I reply to them, it's gonna be like a whole 200 text message exchange, you know, like, and I can't sign up for that right now. This kind of goes in line with like you knowing where your boundaries are. For me, like I definitely have people that will hit me up and I'm like, I can't do this right now because you're gonna require a lot From me, and I can't give you that right now. Mm -hmm. So I mean, it's rough, but I think I'm just very well aware of the type of energy that I want and need, and I just can't give that sometimes. I've
1: definitely had those experiences as well. Like for instance, with that photographer guy I met, it's like yeah, when sometimes when they call you or message you, like
0: you're like, oh no, yeah, yeah. that's a that's a.
1: And then you like, hey, what's up? but you know damn well you don't want to so like that's you know that's a yeah. huge indicator and this is right not
0: like and this is what i was saying like toxic friendship makes it sound so dramatic and rough and huge but it, it, it sometimes doesn't even like that like these aren't i feel like we're not really talking about like our close friends with these situations these are kind of like not acquaintances but people that you sometimes kick it with whatever and it's just like
1: you've had a few good days
0: yeah you've had a few good days and you're debating whether or not you want to integrate them into like being a close friend and it's like sometimes they just don't make the cut because you already know it's like that gut feeling of like they text you and you're like ah oh, fuck if you have that feeling like don't go inviting this friend into like your whole social circle and integrating because like that feeling is not going to go away and then you will have already brought them is so close to your life that it's gonna be even harder for you to cut them out of to your cut life. Cut
1: those ties. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So like I've I've tried to be very good like as I've gone older to be very aware of the people that I want in my close circle friends and then the people that I want as kind of like. Peripheral friends that I enjoy their company, I like that. but like you know, like I'm not gonna like tell you all my deepest darkest secrets and get that close to you because we're just not friends like that. And I can keep you in that circle and we can still be cool, but I'm not gonna move you into the close friends group and then like move you out of it because that hurts. Yeah, you know? the circle
1: sounds lit. <laughs> Is there like a lineup for it? Is there? Did I sign something?
0: Yeah, there's a wait list, wait so list I'll later. add you to it. Yeah, Sick. the next one being you don't enjoy spending time with them. This wasn't a huge indicator to me that like this friendship isn't working out for a very long time like I didn't realize this until I was much older because like I would just be friends with people and I'm like yeah like they're fun to talk to or whatever and like they're friends with my friends I think that's a big reason why when you're younger you become friends with people because you're like oh well like they're really close to my close friends so therefore we should all hang out and it's great but then you realize after you hang out with them that you actually are really sad afterwards or like you really just feel drained or numb or kind of weird And like you gained nothing from that like not not in that like you need to gain something from the people in your life But that like you didn't you're not you a little bit happier. You yeah, you're not be, yeah. you're not a little bit happier You're not a little bit more at peace. You don't feel a little more reassured. You're just kind of like eh, That was kind of a waste of two hours. Why did I do that? And I definitely when I was in college experienced this a lot and mm-hmm. I think like, it took me a really long time To realize, like, you do not need to hang out with these people. They might feel the same way about hanging out with you afterwards. And that's okay. I think the biggest indicator, though, is when you feel anxious after you hang out with them. Mm -hmm. Like, I've definitely had friends, again, in college. Either they're criticizing you or they're trying to, like, push their own beliefs on you. Whatever it might be. And then I leave feeling more anxious than when I went into it. And that... That I think is like a huge indicator
1: or when they don't fully understand your situations as well That could be quite draining oh my God, if you have yeah. to like explain yourself over explain
0: I had a roommate when I was in college and like She would try and give me advice She would try to give everyone that we were living with Advice on relationships and everyone's just like please stop talking because nobody believes anything that you're <laughs> saying And it was literally like all advice that was like not really applicable Like if I said that hey, like I'm feeling really upset because this guy didn't text me back she'll be like oh well like maybe you just shouldn't be texting this person maybe you should text other people and it's like what kind of who like what (laughs) just like in what world is that helpful or supposed to soothe me or it just is so far from the target that it was like just please stop and so it got to a point where like she really was one of my really good friends and it got to a point where I was just like I can't I feel so angry after like we have a conversation of you trying to give me unsolicited advice or try to give me advice.
1: Bad advice. Just bad <laughs> advice.
0: Yeah, it would be unsolicited or bad. Even like when I asked for it, it was still bad. And so I was like, I was like, I can't, I can't handle this. Like my heart can't take this anymore.
1: <laughs> this reminds me of when uh, when I was told to be careful who I tell things to. Oh yeah. But um, I'm just gonna leave it there. <laughs> so yeah, a thing that it took me a long time to learn as well was that I'm not obligated to hang out with anyone. I think that was. That was like a big thing for me to like. You understand. are still learning
0: that. I literally have to it. tell yeah. you that it's not even just friendships too. It's like exes or like things like that. And You're like, oh, but like I feel bad, and it's exes. Like not exes, but like <laughs> people that you like have fucked with. You the one specific person. No, oh, whatever. That's like, oh, I heard this song and I thought of you. Oh my <laughs> And like now I'll be like, well, I feel bad if I don't reply, and it's like you don't owe people anything. You don't. Yeah, it took need me a to long time, time to really them. like
1: understand that. So like a lot of like friends from the past i felt like because we were close at one point that we should still be close or like we should still at least be able to like hang out and grab a coffee but then i did really like feel drained or like i didn't enjoy it so yeah you definitely shouldn't feel obligated to hang out with anyone i think that was a long time coming for me to learn that so
0: i can't say that i've had very many super dramatic toxic friendships but i think what i have had is a lot of friendships that just no longer serve me they might have been toxic in really minuscule ways but For the most part, it's just that like, hey, we've grown into very different people. We don't have similar interests. We don't seem to really want to check up on each other anymore. It doesn't serve us to be in this friendship anymore. And it's never in a way where it's like, hey, I don't think that we should be friends anymore because I don't think that that's fair or that that's necessary. For me, I just kind of don't reach out to them as much. And like usually the other party takes note because Mm -hmm. I think for the most part, me and the other person tend to understand where we're coming from when we both just kind of trickle away from each other. And for me that works really great, but I think you have a really hard time with it because we are living in Vancouver, which is where you grew up and you have a lot of people
1: childhood friends. A lot of childhood
0: friends when there. I
1: get hit up and they say, "Hey man, how you been? How's it going?" then I can't help but like feel obligated to It's so hard
0: when you're a social butterfly.
1: Oh, my days. What am I going to do with myself?
0: <laughs> yeah, I'm a lot more introverted and I'm a lot more to myself just in general, so I'm very good at maintaining my boundaries but you struggle with it a lot Mm -hmm. more
1: (laughs) it was good at one point it's okay what y'all had in the past was good and just move on
0: yeah well because sometimes it's like when you try so hard to like keep it alive like it's not gonna be the same as when it was Mm -hmm. really good
1: (laughs) and you'll be happier that way i think yeah because after hanging out with people that i felt was an obligation i did feel like really kind of sad and Nina would have to pick me back up. Yeah,
0: Dion's literally sad afterwards and I'm like, why did you do that to yourself? It's very nostalgic, that's another thing. I mean, this isn't really on the list, but I tend to let go of friendships more when all we talk about is other people that we knew so like this is pretty common with like middle school and high school friends when it's like we don't actually have anything to talk about like i can't share with you like my hopes and dreams and the things that i want to do and like anything of real substance all we're going to sit here and talk about is like oh did you hear that this person did this or this person like and it's just all gossip and it's just like it doesn't fulfill me in any way like it's walking away from those types of conversations and feeling like i didn't really gain much from it it's like, okay, like, why am I doing this? Because- those,
1: those were just your situational friends.
0: Yeah, those are your situational friends. <laughs> <laughs> so, right. like, the next one is you don't like yourself when you're with them. The E. e. So, the article gives an example that maybe you're drinking too much. This just reminds me of Jessica in Love is Blind. Oh, <laughs> that was toxic oh, for her. Um, but maybe you're drinking too much, gossiping which is the example that i just gave like i'm not usually a huge gossiper, but when i'm around certain people like that's all i'll do and i'm like who am i (laughs) or that you're being passive aggressive with them when you're normally super chill and i think this is why it's kind of hard to pinpoint whether or not a relationship is toxic because you're like is this just me or is it you bringing it out of me and i'm not Mm -hmm. normally like this you know like i think it takes a level of self-awareness to be able to say like no like this is who I am. I'm usually super chill and I'm, like, very easygoing and you just bring out this monster in me that, like, I don't, I don't like.
1: Is there anyone that brings out the uh, the party needs?
0: I mean, definitely when I was in college. But that, like, but that's the thing is that I didn't dislike that part of myself during that time. I think now, if I were to have a friend that brought out that side of me where I was, like, drinking too much and going to the club all the time, like...
1: I'd be proud that's of them. Just,
0: <laughs> but I mean, <laughs> that's like, that's just not, like, right that's that. just, like, not who I am at this point, so it definitely would be me outside of my regular self to either please this person or to, like, keep up with somebody that I'm, like, usually not. Like, I went through so many stages of who I am as a person, and it used to be somebody that partied all the time. It used to be somebody that really enjoyed being the center of attention, and now I really, really don't at all, so it's, like, you have to take the time to figure that out for yourself before you can realize, are the people around me causing me to act in different ways that I don't really like.
1: And I've had those experiences too, predominantly when I was younger. You start acting out of character and you don't don't realize that you're doing it. But then like, usually when you take a step back, you're like, why did I do all those things? Like, that was so unlike me. Are
0: you talking about the drug-related things?
1: What? (laughs) No. Not drug-related things. I would say like, yeah, like, or even like when you feel like, oh, like, we need to hit on all these girls now because, like, we're together and that's, like, what we do when we're together. But then you're like, I don't really want to do all that. I just want to, like, chill, chill have a yeah. good time.
0: Yeah, like... <laughs> I don't want to back on all these girls. Yeah. <laughs> so another indicator would be that they talk shit about you. That's when you're probably in the toxic friendship, you've had other signs, and you know they talk shit about you and you still just can't get out of it. Yeah. You're like, I'm just here and what do I do? <laughs>
1: or they talk shit to you.
0: About yourself?
1: About you to you.
0: Oh, well are they calling you out on like fair stuff or is it no. oh they're just not talking fair. shit. <laughs> yeah, not fair
1: <laughs> so like yeah going back to like the first friend when i wasn't really giving him as much time and like hanging out with my new girlfriend at that time Be like man you being a pussy like you are like all this stuff like basically calling all these type of names and, that's and you're still so okay. like that's my
0: best friend yeah right
1: it's <laughs> like He's still my homie, but it's like, yeah, they're talking shit, like, right to your face, but then also, like, probably to other people as well, and yeah, that's toxic, man.
0: Yeah. I don't know what it is about these friendships, but sometimes when they're just so bad, like, you don't know how to get out of them, Mm -hmm. and you just make excuses. I think that's really hard to contend with or be face-to-face with, is the fact that you might be enabling this type of behavior, or you allow it to happen. So another indicator would be that you compete with them, or they compete with you, and I feel like this would go hand-in-hand with, like, they feel very jealous. So, like, this could be kind of, like, your situation where...
1: I felt whenever I was doing stuff or when I was, like progressing on myself if they weren't going at the same level as me i felt like they were trying to bring me back down yeah so yeah yeah, where that competitive nature comes in where there's healthy competition but then there's also like that unhealthy well it's like competition
0: but you're also still supporting each other it's like we can both eat we can both win there are definitely friendships where it's like well if i'm gonna be sad and miserable you're also gonna be sad and miserable Mm -hmm. like you're not gonna go and do that like internship you know that you want to do because I also don't have a job so we both need to be unemployed together it's like shit like that
1: when you're like doing something good or, or you're just trying to do something, they're like, I can do it better. And then they're yeah. like constantly trying to compete with you. But in the same time, yeah, I think it's when they're bringing you down while doing it. I think that's the worst.
0: I think I experienced this a lot when I started my YouTube and I was like starting to like gain numbers and traction. And it was never like somebody was like, oh, well, I'm going to start a YouTube. and It's going to be greater than yours. I mean, that, that kind of that happened. That did, that <laughs> happened. Yeah, that did kind of happen. But like this was actually my biggest friendship breakup. It's kind of hard because, yeah, I wouldn't say that we were competing in any way but it was just that when i was starting to excel and find something that made me really happy it was just like not being able to understand that like this was a positive thing in my life and it was very like who are you becoming like who do you think you are and at that time this person that was criticizing me was my best friend and i just never expected him to like say things like that or to not understand that like why can't you be happy for me and like I think that also happens when I do get in a relationship pretty much every single time I've gotten into a relationship I've had people in my life be like, why are you doing that? Like you're probably rushing into it and like kind of wanting almost kind of wanting me to stay single Which was very interesting because mm-hmm. it's like if you're gonna be in a relationship that puts pressure on us to be in a relationship So like all of us need to stay single and like go to the club together and like yeah I wouldn't call it overt jealousy or overt competition but it was just kind of that we all need to be at the same level in life or you feel like you're being left behind
1: yeah i think it stems from a fear of of being left behind exactly
0: yeah so when i was growing a lot like in youtube and social media there were a lot of people that I just felt couldn't be there for me. And I was like, okay, well like, you've shown me your true colors and like, you'll support me when I'm struggling, but you're not gonna support me when I'm successful. And like, Mm -hmm. that's a major red flag for me. I think that whole concept of misery likes company is very telling of whether or not you're in a toxic friendship because it's very easy to support somebody when you're all struggling, you know, like you're all like, yeah, we're in this together. But then when somebody breaks through and like actually makes it, are you actually gonna be there for them? Or did you just want them to be around you to make yourself feel better?
1: Yeah. But yeah, even like unhealthy competition in a competitive sport. Yeah, one day where I came back from like college basketball practice, I think that maybe kind of upset him that I was playing college ball and working on my game in a a different way. And I made some good plays and he got really upset and then threw punches at me, which was just so insane, which he never apologized for it. The only apology, quotes, quotations around that, the only apology that I received was, hey do you want to go get beers and that was literally like we never addressed it but like in that
0: moment did you realize like hey that's pretty fucked up like that's weird or were you just like oh that's just him
1: literally that's just him yeah Yeah. like that's like it's just constantly trying to explain like that that's just who he is and no there was definitely a moment where i was like fuck this guy i don't want to be friends with him like that is so messed up yeah he never apologized to me but like when he messaged me do you want to get beers i was like yeah. <laughs> yeah, Yeah, that's
0: cool. Yeah, I mean, because it's hard. It's, it's really hard to leave a friendship, even if you know that it's not good, you know? Yeah. Because it, for whatever reason, like, every friendship has its good moments, and you usually try to justify all the bad moments with the good moments. But while you're talking about this, it made me think of another situation. This wasn't with me particularly, but this is, like, a friend that I had and a friendship that she had with another person where she felt like she was always the less pretty friend. And her other friend kind of wanted to keep her around because she was the less pretty friend and so then it made her look better and as soon as she kind of started glowing up then her friend would have more and more issues with her and like continue to put her down and continue to like make Mm -hmm. comments about like her weight or like things like that. And that's very overt jealousy and competition because you, if you are in a friendship where your friend is constantly putting you down, you
1: feel that's yeah, like that's like-
0: that's really bad. And like I luckily haven't been in friendships like that. I've been in a couple where it is competitive, just in terms of like you know, like your creative abilities or your dance abilities, whatever things like that. Kind of like what you're talking about with basketball. But if you are in a friendship where this person is constantly putting you down and making you hate yourself so that they feel better about themselves, like that is just run because like that person does not care about you. It is literally self-serving for you to be in their life.
1: And that actually the next one. The next indicator is actually you don't think they have good intentions. Yeah, I mean is, that's pretty much what we just talked about. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so the next indicator would be that you can't depend on their advice, which, which I've talked you about. Also yep.
1: covered, yeah, I have
0: covered that. Yeah, the, when the advice is shitty, it's just.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: It's like, what am I getting from this conversation? Yeah.
1: Then you, then you also like you also, not to say you lose respect for that person, but you don't. Their their advice doesn't hold any value. Also, like so if it's just, like
0: if their advice is self-serving, like if they're like i've definitely seen situations where it's like oh i don't know if i should break up with my boyfriend it's like you should you definitely should it's 100 percent the right decision you should do it and it's like okay like are that, you telling me to do that because you want me to hang out with you more or like do you actually genuinely not like them? Like that's a mix of a lot of that things. Ties,
1: that's a, that ties together the last two. They words. don't, like, have, they good don't have good intentions. Yeah. Because they're giving you advice that's blatantly there to, to benefit themselves. Yeah,
0: but it's also like are they even listening? Like I think a lot of times when people give advice, they're not actually listening to what it mm. is that you're saying. They're just kind of giving you blanket advice that like people say. If I'm like, oh, I don't really know how I feel about this guy. Like I don't know like... If I should break up with them, whatever. And I hate you when tell people that to? say, no, 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 not with you. <laughs> not with you. <laughs> I'm but like, I hate when people say, yo, fuck that guy. He's ugly, anyways. Nobody liked him. Like, none of that is helpful. But it's like,
1: wait, I actually liked him. Yeah, but it's like,
0: none of that is helpful because like, I'm not telling you, I don't think he's cute. I should break up with him. Like, I'm telling you about actual issues. And your, if your advice is, Oh well like fuck him because he wasn't even cute how is that helpful to me you know like and it's i feel like so many people do that because they just want to have like their friends back and be like no matter what i will support you in your decision but you can feel that way but actually you know like listen to what i'm saying and give me sound advice instead of just oh like let's put this other person down like let's put down your boyfriend so you feel better about breaking up with him like no like that's really not helpful. And I see it so much, like, in movies and, like, reality TV yeah. and just in other situations. Like, I'll hear people telling their friends that and I'm like, oh, my God, please stop. It is probably one of my biggest pet peeves when people yeah. are like, oh, like, she wasn't even cute anyways. Like, okay, not relevant because I was attracted to this person Okay, at one point. Sarah. <laughs> You
1: get it. But, yeah. like, I mean it's possible that that does work for somebody else and that it maybe just irritates you. Yeah, it's
0: possible. I can I can be grown to admit that, <laughs> that maybe but no, that's just that, me. I mean,
1: that is irritating to me as well. I think when, yeah, you just like, well, yeah. I didn't ask you to put the other but person that's like down. A that whole kinda...
0: other, this is like a whole other topic because this is like, how do you get over a breakup and everyone deals with it differently? Like sometimes maybe you're the type of person, I don't know, but maybe you're the type of person where you need your friends to say like, that person was ugly you know, like drop them. But like, I'm not that type of person.
1: All right. The next one is you're embarrassed by their behavior towards others.
0: Oh, this is, I mean, I haven't experienced this in friendships, but I've definitely experienced this in like dating people. And the biggest pet peeve, again, this is just, you're getting to know a lot about me and the things that I hate, but my biggest pet peeve when I'm dating somebody is the way that they talk to servers, like if they're very rude, if they're very demanding, like that is the biggest indicator to me that you are a fucking dick. Cause it's just like, it's so rude. Like some people are so, so rude. And it's like, you're telling me that like, you only turn it on for like people that you think are gonna influence your social circle. And, like, I'm not about
1: that. So, like, I've had this situation with my ex-best friend. He was always rude to my girlfriend. He would say some blasphemous shit that, like, you would get a little bit embarrassed about. You're like, like,
0: oh, ha, 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 sorry.
1: Like when, uh, like, when we ordered a Caesar at a restaurant and then he's, like, just, like, shoved it back to the server. And he's like, what did you, what did you guys put in this? It just tastes like ketchup and water. I'm like, okay, you could have done that in a better way. And it just feels embarrassed or like there was many situations, this is all about the same person. I would be playing basketball with a group of people that like I all like respect and he would just go all out and like be blasphemous. There was like one point where he like threw punches at this dude that I went to school with and then like, yeah, it just becomes awkward and you have to like kind of stand up for your friend but then also like you are embarrassed by like the way he reacted to situations and you kind of have to explain them, you know, to like other people. Yeah.
0: It's a it's harder when it's like, the example that I gave it was, you're just being rude to people that I don't know and don't care about. For you, it's like, you- you're being rude to other people that I care about. That I care about. And like yeah. that's yeah, that's even that's even worse. That is. And that horrible. lends itself to the next one, which is you make excuses for them. Ooh. Which is huge. Because yeah. when you find yourself being like, No, 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 like that's just who they are, like that's just what they're like, like you don't get it. Like you're like I've been friends with them for so long. Like those are all common things that I I feel like even I've said for people, but it's, it's I excuses, to go, nonetheless. I had to go
1: through that so much. I had to constantly, like, over-explain who this person was and what makes them great as opposed to, like, you know what I <laughs> mean? Be
0: like, you don't know the great things Yeah, because,
1: yeah, like, my, my girlfriend at the time, like, she was like, your friend is such a dick, he's so rude, like, all this stuff. And I have to explain, they are a great person sometimes, but, like, yeah, it's, it's rough when they're, like, being real disrespectful to the people you care about as well. And, and your friends are a reflection of you as well. So it, it is tough when you have to, like, constantly explain to other people like yeah like we're best friends but like i'm not like that i don't know it's kind of weird let's say like i met a girl that i was interested in but that girl also knows that oh you're best friends with him and like or sorry your best friends (laughs) or like that girl would know like oh but you're best friends with him and like i know that he treated my my best friend wrong and then they just might put you in that same box where they're like oh you're just gonna be like rude like that and just like ghost me or things like that so like you kind of have to you know what i mean like because it's a a reflection yeah Yeah, you're
0: a combination of the closest five people that you keep yeah i think that is a huge one when i when i really understood that that's when i was like i need to be cutting out some of these people because like (laughs) it's like your behaviors are just not i can't justify it i don't endorse it it starts to rub off on you if the closest five people to you that you're always hanging out with always talking to are people that you're kind of like i don't really like these people or i don't like who i am around these people and that's Everyone that you're surrounding yourself with like that is gonna have a toll on you I definitely didn't realize that and I was like I need to be surrounding myself with people that really make me happy Really love me for who I am and like want to see me succeed and like that I also really care about like it's reciprocal I think what you want in a friend really changes as you get older too Like when I was younger, all I really wanted was somebody to have fun with, you know, like that's all Mm. your priorities are And then as I got older then I was like, I want somebody that I can grow with, you know like it's kind of the same with For me choosing a romantic relationship i want somebody that is going to stand the test of time will always be there for me we don't have to be interested in the same things but like we will always be there for each other and i want you to succeed i want you to have goals in life i want us to both achieve whatever it is that we want and like that has changed a lot i didn't used to feel that way because none of that was important to me when i was younger
1: yeah before it was just about shooting the shit with anybody
0: yeah it's like anybody that's down to kick it that's why like sometimes misery loves company because if you're just generally like pretty sad or like feeling shitty like you don't want to be with someone that's like so happy-go-lucky and like so energetic all the time because like you just want to be with somebody that's gonna like hate shit with you and that's just what you need so sometimes but i think it's like you need to be aware
1: situational friends
0: yeah situational friends
1: <laughs> the next one is you feel used
0: i mean this is probably the most recent friendship fallout so this was a couple that we were friends with and before the friendship falling out happened the girl in the couple had asked me to borrow some clothes for a birthday party she was going to and i was like absolutely for sure come over try on a couple dresses take whatever you want and just give it back to me when you're done And so, she took, like, maybe, like, four or five different outfits, and then she just, like, took a while to get it back to me, but I was like, it's fine, like, I'm not in a hurry to get anything back, and she was doing a photo shoot, and she ended up bringing the clothes that I had given her to the shoot and styled their models in my clothes without asking me, and it wasn't until I saw on my Instagram that my clothes were on these random people that i was like wait what like she told me that she wanted to use this for a birthday dinner and like it would have been totally fine like i would have 100 been like yeah for sure use my clothes on the models it's great whatever but the fact that she never thought to ask me made me feel very used yeah you like, can't I, help
1: but feel used. yeah like definitely.
0: and so then but the thing is the weirdest part was that when i called her out and i was like hey like um, are those my clothes? Like I it would've just been nice to get like a heads up so I didn't have to see it, like on Instagram to know that it was my clothes that you were using on random people. And she was like, Oh my god, like it totally didn't cross my mind to ask you and I was like, You could have made it up. You could have just lied and told me like, Hey, like I was gonna reach out and I was gonna message you, but I totally forgot. That would have been more acceptable than it just didn't cross my mind at all to check in with you that like I'm gonna use your clothes on other people. Like it yeah, just it's
1: quite selfish. Yeah,
0: it's like I
1: also she used it on uh, the model had a had a bigger bigger breast size so yeah, when you did, so it did get the, stretch out my clothes yeah, yeah, when you got the top back it didn't even fit you yeah
0: so i was like that i was pretty bummed about that but there were definitely a couple times with this particular couple where i felt like we were being used i think like this kind of happens with friendships that i've experienced more now where like i do obviously have like a following on social media and things like that and i sometimes feel like people want to be friends with me because of that and if i didn't have a following then they wouldn't even care to say hello. Like they don't care who I am, and I I kind of can suss out now like what someone's ulterior motive is if they actually want to be friends with me. For me,
1: I definitely felt that there was a lot of moments where it seemed like most of the conversations were about
0: me. YouTube
1: and yeah. like, the whole like content creating world and how how that works for you and
0: yeah yeah. And was- like that's the thing is that I don't mind I don't mind sharing that information. I don't mind talking about my experience, but when it feels like that's all you're really there for that's when it's different that's when i'll feel used and so i think like in the past like situations like this have happened and i've just been very naive to be able to identify it as like hey i feel really shitty after you did that and like that's not okay like i think in the past i would have made excuses for it or been like oh well like that's just me being sensitive but like in this situation i was like ooh, that is not that's not cool i'm not down with that
1: and then there's also friends that uh only hit you up when they when they want something. But then there's also times where I've been guilty of that as well, where I'm like, yeah. ah, like, I do generally want to hit up this person more often, but then I only really remember to hit them up when I need
0: something. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> That's like being the unfortunate friend that has a truck. Oh, and yeah, every time someone like, moves hey! out, you're the homie. And it's like, oh, I haven't heard it from you in like two years, but sure, yeah, I'd love to help you move your mattress. <laughs> yeah, that, yeah, that sucks. So the last indicator, according to this website, that you may or may not be in a toxic friendship is that you don't know why you're friends with them. And we, I think, have covered this throughout the whole of our podcast. But, I mean, it's just it's just pretty obvious. Like, if you're sitting there questioning, like, who is this person? Why am I friends with them? What am I gaining from this? Maybe it's time to walk away. And it might not be that they're a shitty person. And it might not be that anything dramatic happened. But it's just time.
1: And I'm telling you, this podcast is coming at the best time because social distancing is the best excuse you can give someone right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> ah man, going to I Honestly, home, yeah. just
1: staying at home at this time because, yeah. you know. I you mean, know. I think
0: the one thing that they didn't talk about in this article that I can think of off the top of my head because there are a lot of other things that people do that are toxic. I think a big thing is like somebody that is just so dramatic all the time and like just wants drama. Maybe it's just me speaking from my perspective because I am not a very dramatic person and I don't really like to have friends in my life that are very very dramatic and it's just like kind of an emotional roller coaster to be friends with them like i think that you know like some people are just more dramatic than others and you might enjoy that because it might be fun for you to like be along for the ride but
1: there's some drama we enjoy but there's a lot that we just can't
0: yeah i mean it's just i think it's more when it is drama that like sucks you into it Mm. you know you almost feel like you're being taken on this emotional roller coaster that you didn't really sign up for yeah i think it just depends on the type of friendships that you're after but for me personally i'm just not into into super dramatic friendships so i usually find it really emotionally draining and i can't be in a lot of friendships that are emotionally draining because it's just like i don't have i don't have the capacity for it and it's, it's only really something that I learned as I got older, for sure. Mm-hmm. So now we're going to answer a couple of questions as part of our Q&A. I asked my followers on Instagram if they had any specific questions about toxic friendships. And there are some good ones. Is it possible to acknowledge the toxicity of the relationship and grow and move on together in a healthy way? Or do you think it's better to simply break things off and move on? What do you think? I
1: think it's definitely definitely worth worth to try to like address it and then talk through it and... Kind of like you would in a relationship as well. If there's certain things that aren't working or that's, that's like bothering you, you should be able to talk about it. I yeah, think what that's we the never talked about, friends.
0: what we never talked about in this whole episode is communication.
1: Yeah. And like... Which is a big one. Yeah. It's huge because I think it's important to communicate when you're...
0: But that's the thing is that I feel like in romantic relationships, I'm very good at communicating but in friendships, I'm very bad at communicating. Like it's, I think it's just because I don't want. I'm like very non-confrontational in that way, where I'm like, I don't want to call you out because then we have to do this whole thing, and I would rather us just sizzle out. Kind of feels like and an like we both, yeah, like I, I just, I don't want to do that. And that probably is me being toxic because I'm not like standing up for what I believe in or, like, what I want to say and I'm holding you accountable but not holding myself accountable. But then
1: that could also mean that it's just that relationship probably doesn't mean that much to you. So that's the thing. You have to kind of understand, like, the value of, like, if it is toxic and if you feel like it can be fixed and there is a, a relationship, a friendship that you really value, then it definitely is worth talking about it, seeing if you guys can get through it.
0: Especially if it's just, like, one or two of these things. Yeah. And if it only happens, like, occasionally. Like, I will admit that I have been quite toxic to people in some of these ways not like overtly like being a very very toxic friend like maybe the friend that you constantly (laughs) are bringing up but like I've definitely done these things at least once or twice and I've luckily had friends that will call me out and be like yo like I did not like that like if you do that again like I'm not I'm not here for it And like as uncomfortable as that makes me, like I really appreciate, shout out Tawny. (laughs) Like Tawny's definitely called me out before and been like, I didn't feel good about that. I really didn't like the way that you dealt with that. And like totally fair. And it makes me uncomfortable as hell. But like her friendship is one that I really, really love. And it is one that's more good than it is bad. Like the times where it's bad, it's like you just like it's a relationship. You're bound to have negative moments. But if you can communicate with somebody and get through it, then like more power to you. Like you should definitely try to make that work. The ones that I would say you should probably leave that friendship are the ones that make you feel either sad about yourself, like you're less worthy or you leave it feeling more drained And like more anxious like i think things like that that kind of have to do with your gut and the way that you feel about yourself like that is a really big indicator that maybe this friendship isn't for you
1: also another indicator of like when it's time to move on is if you did talk about all the things that you know are toxic and that you just don't feel like you're being heard that's another indicator that you should probably move on
0: how do you get rid of a toxic friend if said toxic friend is friends with your whole friend group i actually got this question a lot and Cut out this your whole hard. friend. Group. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Easy. No, like it's it's hard. I mean, it's like to actually end a toxic friendship. Okay, so this this we never talked about. The way that I see it, you can either have like that big friendship breakup and you can sit down and talk about like, okay, like this is what you do that makes me feel really like shitty or upset or whatever, and like this is why I can't be friends with you. You can have that breakup, or you can kind of mutually understand that you're not each other's people, but you're gonna have to suss that out for yourself, which is the best way to part. And then at that point, like, for me, I never want to be on bad terms with anybody. So, like, if I'm ending things with a really close friend, we can still be friends or acquaintances. Like, I'll still say hi to you. I still want what's best for you. You know, like, I'll still, if I see you, I'll be like, hey, what's up? Like, how are you doing? You know, like, it's not fake. i'm just like i genuinely want you to be happy but just not with me in your life i think now that i'm older i have a very good understanding of somebody can be in my life i can still be really cordial with them i can still be really friendly with them but i just won't allow you back into my life in a way in which you can hurt me again or like i won't let you get that close to me so that you have that power over me again you know like i don't know if that makes sense but like you don't have to cut out all these people from your life and like ignore them and like have bad blood with them you can just not have them be as close and then that way when they disappoint you or when they like say shit that's kind of rude like it doesn't hurt you as much because mentally you've already put them in a place where they can't hurt you like that because Mm -hmm. you're not that close with them you know i think that if you can mentally do that like say with this toxic friend that's in your friend group if you can either have a conversation with them and be like I can't be cool with you like that anymore or you just like kind of distance yourself from them but still continue to hang out Acknowledging that this person doesn't have that effect on you because they're not that close with you can really help Because I think a lot of it is mental And so like you can choose whether or not you want to have that conversation with them Or if you want to just mentally decide that for yourself But like if there's no way of avoiding this person, I think that's kind of the best approach that I would take I don't know. What do you think?
1: I would say like if you're hanging out with this person one-on-one that's probably not the move, but is this one person being toxic in this group setting? Are other friends realizing it? Do other people feel that way or like, oh, I don't respect the way he's that, that person is talking to you or whatever it may be. I would say finding that balance is the best way that I can use for it.
0: Yeah, if your friend group is not willing to drop this person and you have to, for whatever reason, stay friends with them, then I think that it's best to create those boundaries for yourself. But also what you can do, I used to have a lot of groups of friends when I was in like high school and college. But then as I got older, I had individual friendships and I found that I really, really like having individual friendships because there are people that I'll hang out with in a group setting, but I actually don't really get to know them on a personal level or what our dynamic is like until it's just me and them. And so now I have a lot of friendships that are literally just me and one other person. And even if we're all friends, I still try to focus on that individual relationship because it is gonna be very different from a group dynamic. And then that way you can also limit how much time you're spending with the group if you're still seeing like your other friends that you do fuck with so the next question that we got is how do you differentiate between i have my own life i can't message you constantly versus i don't really care to put in the effort this sounds very much like me this sounds like yeah. this sounds like the way that i treat my friendships and it's like, like
1: some like a needy friend right but
0: that's the thing is that like i i have both of these responses to different people and to the people where i'm like i don't really care to put in the effort we're not close friends like that i i'm not gonna lead you to believe that like i will be there for you 24 7 like i got your back because like i know that i can't expend my energy like that because it sounds really rude to say i don't care to put in the effort but for some people i really just can't and Mm -hmm. it's like i think for me it's really important that i have a very small circle because i know myself and i can't be there for everybody and it's only gonna disappoint you if you want that from me because I can't give it to you. I mean, I don't overtly say I have my own life, I can't message you constantly but that's the understanding. Like, the understanding is that, like, we all have our own lives and we can't constantly message because it takes a really long time to sit at your phone and just message. It literally is just you sitting there for hours doing nothing but talking. And so like I, that's why I kind of prefer to like talk on the phone, but I only treat my friendships in that way with other people that will treat it that way back at me Mm -hmm. because I'm not going to be really close friends with somebody that is very needy and needs me to be constantly messaging them because it's only going to hurt them. And so I usually make it very, very, very clear in the beginning that that is not what I'm here for and I can't sign up for that. And so if that's what you want from me, then unfortunately you're going to get I don't really care to put in the effort and I don't mean it in any negative way. It doesn't mean that I don't like you. It's just that, you need something that i can't give you so like just please don't expect that from me
1: so like our friendship circle is pretty similar to us in regards to like we all have that understanding like we've messaged our friends where like we won't get a response or like maybe we'll get it in like a few days or yeah whatever, but i never maybe. think
0: that they hate me yeah it's I'm never just, like, like you're that. busy. So
1: i think that's like there's like a certain sense of security in the friendship and you just know that like yeah they're busy as much as you are as well because there's times where we can't like immediately respond to our messages yeah honestly. i feel
0: like i i think that it's just like i expect a level of self-awareness awareness like i will still be friends with you if you have those type of needs but i can't be a super close friend for you because you're gonna need me and i'm not gonna be able to be there for you and it's just gonna be disappointing for you and it's gonna be stressful for me and i don't think that that's fair for either of us so the next question is is it bad for you to feel like their mental illness and self-sabotage is too much for you to handle i mean this one's heavy af yeah but it's, it's so it's so hard. I feel like this is a very situational one. I don't want to really give advice on it. It is hard to be there for your friends, especially your friends that need it more. But then also being able to check in with yourself and be like, am I okay? Am I stretching myself too thin? Because like I'm putting this person's need before mine. And as much as that sounds really, really shitty... Like, sometimes you do need to do that because you need to be okay, too. And, like, you can't be there for somebody if you're not there for yourself and you're not taking care of yourself. The way that I personally see self-sabotage and, like, you know, this happens to everybody. I've been in this situation. You've been in this situation. Everyone goes through a phase, some longer than others, where they're going to be self-sabotaging. And when I see that happen in my friends, honestly... I kind of just let them do it because Mm -hmm. no matter what I tell you, you will continue to do it because this is what you need to go through. And that's the way that I see it. And like, I'm not going to be the type of friend that's like, you, you have to live your life the way that I want you to live it. You need to listen to my advice because it doesn't matter. You know, like people will tell me advice, but at the end of the day, I know what I want to do and I just want you to be there when I need you. You know, and like a lot of times your friends might not actually be asking you for advice. You should also be aware of that when you are talking to your friends. Like, are you just giving unsolicited advice? Is no one listening to what you're saying?
1: They'll tell you their problems, but they don't need an answer. Yeah,
0: that's me. I always tell people my problems, but I do not care what you have to say about it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I'm just that type of person and I realize that I always... Kind of update my friends on decisions i've made but i rarely will ever be like i don't know what do you think should i do this or should i do that so i kind of apply that to my friends where i'm like you're gonna do whatever it is that you want to do and if i really truly love and care about you then i will still be here for you and you might be doing things that i don't agree with but at the end of the day like this is something that you need to go through for whatever reason i wouldn't enable this type of behavior in somebody where i'm really like you're causing harm to other people but I think that if you're going through a phase where you just really need to explore this side of yourself and it might not be healthy, then I can't really stop you from doing that.
1: Yeah, to answer the question, I don't think that you should feel any guilt or feel feel bad for, for thinking that it's too much because if you feel that way, I would say trust your gut because, I mean, it might just be too much and it's not, I wouldn't say that it, it would be your responsibility to yeah. to be there, so I don't think you should feel bad for it.
0: As as much as it really sucks, like you really don't owe anybody anything, yeah. And you owe you owe it to yourself to be okay for yourself. How do you cope with still loving and missing your toxic friend? I feel like you can answer this because of your really sad breakup with your friend.
1: I do. I do miss. I do miss it a lot.
0: You have dreams about him all the time.
1: I do. I have dreams of us rekindling our friendship.
0: I mean, but that's the thing: is that friendship breakups are usually as dramatic as romantic breakups and sometimes they hurt even more because like this person was with you for so long yeah like it was like one of your longest relationships
1: so i do have like certain like things that bring bring it back up so like for instance when my current friends or family members that do talk about this person or want to reach out to them or hang out with them and if they share that with me it does kind of affect me because this was someone that was going to be everything in my life and it does hurt that like
0: other people have relationships with the him other that other people have yeah. relationships
1: and and i don't and out of something that was out of our control would it, you say
0: that you still like love and care about him even though you guys aren't 100
1: percent, yeah definitely do like have a lot of love and respect for him and i think I, I don't treat it too different as like an ex that was good to you they're an ex for a reason but i still have a lot of love and respect for them and just know that it didn't work out between us but they're still all in all a great person and I do miss the times that we had, but those are things that can never come back. So, for instance, like I just know that in my head that if I were to rekindle or patch things up with this person, it still wouldn't be the same. Like it would never Mm -hmm. go back to that. So I can I can miss what we had, but just understand that I've moved on and that there's there's no there's no way of actually getting it back. There is a lot of toxic things those things it was also
0: don't... situated in a certain time and yeah time not exactly
1: passed. and that time has passed and, and also those things just those toxic behaviors not to say that they can't change but it, it normally it would stay within that relationship
0: because it's like yeah a relationship is between two people it doesn't mean that that's his friendship with other people and maybe that's why they can continue to have a friendship with him but just for whatever reason like your relationship was filled with toxicity. I don't know. I, I mean it's
1: kind of the same as a relationship, like a like a romantic yeah. relationship. If you get back with with an ex that, let's say it ended horrible or not. Let's just say like you realize how how bad it was for you, how toxic it was. I don't know if any of you guys have a successful uh, getting back Something's with your ex. And, Something's gotta yeah, change. Something's got yeah. Something has to change. I don't yeah. know. Like I feel like personally, I don't see it working. Like to go back with an ex and those issues that you went through like if it wasn't I think
0: only if you had enough time to grow and change as if people. Both of you grew, yeah, yeah, because I mean it's like you have to identify what the issues are. So it's like with your friendship, you had all of these issues where you felt that he was being toxic. Those things would have to change for you to be friends with him again, but then the friendship would change. It would yeah. look very different. So, I think, like, also another thing with kind of moving on from, I guess, a toxic friendship is that you have to make other friends. You have to fill that hole. It's the same with, I think, romantic relationships where just because you had a romantic relationship that didn't work out, it doesn't mean that other ones aren't going to work out in the future, you know? And, like, with friendship, if you had a best friend that you had to part ways with because of toxicity, then it doesn't mean that everyone else is going to hurt you out there. Yeah. And you have to try to fill that hole somehow.
1: Yeah, that's the thing. You just got to keep positive and move, and move forward and know that you'll find something else and... How do, I, how do I cope with the lost friendship? Just realizing the situation and just knowing that...
0: There was a reason why you had to walk away from it. There was a reason why,
1: why you had to walk away from it. And, and yeah, you just got to move forward.
0: So the next one is, how many friends do you actually consider them to be real friends?
1: Uh, I mean, I can count them on one hand.
0: Yeah, we, I, have, I have very little. I, I think in terms of people that I know will be there for me, like if I hit them up and I'm like, hey, like I'm going through this thing, I need help i would say i probably have about four to six like i'm not counting them right now but i would say about four to six
1: yeah i would say around the same and i think it's nice that like our friend groups is kind of collided where it's like a lot of your close friends have become my close friends and vice versa we still
0: have our own friends too but like it is nice to have they're not even like couple friends they're just people that we're friends with yeah individuals that we're friends with which is nice
1: definitely as you grow older the circle of friends does get smaller and i think just because that is like you need to pick and choose and really be be aware of the company you keep as opposed to i guess when you were in high school it was just like i'm popular i have all these friends but they're not a lot of them are probably not the best for you or you guys are just going in different directions and all that is fine
0: that's the biggest thing that changes i think with age is that friendships has a lot to do with popularity i think when you're in high school if you cared about that at all but i definitely was one of those people that did care and at that point, it's kind of like the more friends you have, the better. But now I'm like quality mm-hmm. over quantity for sure, for sure. Okay, the next question is how to identify if you're the toxic friend. We kind of touched on this.
1: Yeah, we did. Be yeah.
0: self-aware. Be self-aware and
1: <laughs> understand like for me, I've definitely realized there's like certain times where I was being toxic and I think it's important to be self-aware. What kind of
0: behaviors do you remember?
1: Uh, I think it's just like very small things in like what I said or like maybe I mm. wasn't the best person Yeah, you at do the time. sometimes
0: like try to implement your opinions on other people yeah (laughs) and i'm like don't do that
1: (laughs) i I have my mistakes you know what i mean but i think it's like i i learn with like each interaction and then just kind of in retrospect kind of realize maybe it was wrong maybe it wasn't and then just grow from there and it's all just like a little bit of practice you know if you
0: yeah it takes time it takes time to realize like what your own behaviors are because for me like i've definitely been guilty of being toxic in the way of taking more than giving yeah and that just took me a long time to realize like hey like this relationship is not for you this person needs a lot more from you and you're not giving it to them for whatever reason like you need to either stop doing that or you need to end this friendship because it's just upsetting to this other person and it's just really shitty on your part
1: <laughs> i think that's something that i've i've uh realized even like as of recent i'm really bad at giving gifts and I feel like, like, I think we're at a stage in our life right now where, like, we're getting so many gifts, like, for our baby and for, like, things like that. So, like, yeah, a lot of our friends, like, are just coming through with so many gifts. And I feel like, like, a part of me is, like... We are
0: kind of bad at, like... You know when you're not supposed to show up to dinner, like, empty-handed? Or, like, show up to a party empty-handed? We always do that because we're always always running late. And we need to fix that because it's not cool. (laughs) Yeah,
1: and 100%. That's what I'm saying. Like, we're, like, you just have to be self-aware. Like, I think we're realizing this in ourselves, And as long as you're self-aware and your intentions are good... You can fix it. We can slowly realize if we're being a well, little bit more like, and try I, to fix of I was it. reading
0: the list. I was reading the article and like, there are just things that go off my head where I'm like, ooh... Ooh, you you, yeah, that. you did that before. <laughs> yeah, there's certain things yeah. that apply that
1: apply to us, but I'm saying like, and
0: if you find yourself getting defensive, that you're guilty. Yeah. that's all you know.
1: <laughs> that's the thing. Don't be defensive either. Just like let it. That's you know, easy
0: for you to say. <laughs> you're, I'm defensive yeah, about you're so, Almost everything. So defensive. <laughs> I call you out on something, and then like you come at me with some kind of defensive excuse, but it doesn't make any sense. And I'm like, do you hear yourself? You're digging your hole even bigger right now. Okay, so. The last question is do you think toxic people can change and better their behavior 110 percent i think that it does help when they know what those toxic behaviors are so this is where i'm guilty where i don't tend to have too many friendship breakups or like really call people out or communicate when i find that something's shitty i'm usually just like okay i'm just gonna trickle away now and like that can either hurt people which i i don't know if that's happened because no one's ever been like you really hurt me when you did this But the best way is when you're somebody like Tani, shout out Tani, that like will tell me, it made me really upset when you didn't acknowledge my feelings. And like, that's something that she's actually told me. And she's been like, I really don't like it. It makes me feel like I can't tell you anything. It really made me feel like this person cares enough to have this conversation with me and let them know how much it's hurting them. And if I care about them, at that point, it's my decision. If I really care about them, I will fix my behaviors. And if I don't, then I'll be like, okay, that's not something that I can do. And I would like let the friendship go at that point because that's where she was at. I was like, okay, yeah, you're right. You're totally right. I did that and that's not okay. And Mm -hmm. like I needed to be able to sit there and accept it and not get defensive and be like, you're attacking me. But that's the thing is that you can be toxic in a certain relationship and not be toxic in other relationships. That's why it's not cut and dry. It's not, this is a toxic person. It's that the relationship, the situation is toxic. Mm
1: -hmm. So I think
0: that that's also a really important thing. If you are going to bring it up with somebody, like their toxic behaviors, like don't make them feel as if they're like a really shitty person all around because that might not be the case. It might be the case, but it might not be the case. And so it's really just about your relationship to each other. It's not about them as a person. It's not about their relationship with other people. It's about your guys' relationship. People change. People change. Oh, that should be our next topic. Okay, I think our next topic I've decided for next week is uh, once a cheater, always a cheater. Oh. Oh, yeah. People
1: change. (laughs) Yeah, people
0: change. Yeah, so I'll be asking for some questions on my Instagram, so make sure you look out for that. But... Yeah, that's a great segue, actually. <laughs> you can follow me at Your Girl Means.
1: You can follow me at Day On's Day Off
0: and our podcast IG at Neans and Deans. And we will see you guys next week. Much love. Stay safe out there and, you know, reevaluate some of these friendships. Make sure that you're surrounding yourself with people that you love and bring out the best in you and want you to succeed.
1: Exactly. So every Tuesday morning, we'll be dropping at 5 a.m. Boop. Bye. Bye.